Welcome to Choice Classic Radio. Like us on Facebook, subscribe to us on YouTube, and help keep this show alive by donating at choiceclassicradio.com. For more of your favorite old-time radio shows, join us on our companion podcast, Choice Classic Radio, Mystery, Suspense, Dramas, and Horrors, where we bring to you the most mysterious tales that the golden age of radio had to offer. And now, with 677 episodes made, airing on the Mutual Broadcast Network from 1937 to 1954, we bring to you The Shadow. those in distress and helps the forces of law and order is in reality Lamont Cranston, wealthy young man about town. Cranston's friend and companion, the lovely Margot Lane, is the only person who knows to whom the unseen voice belongs. The only one who knows the true identity of that master of other people's minds, the shadow. Today's story... Death on the Rail. Where are you? Well, I'm leaving for your place in a few minutes. I, uh, uh, how's everything going out there in the country? Oh, fine, thanks. Well, that's good. I, uh, still wish you'd get over the habit of going out to that lonely place, Margot, all by yourself. Oh, Lamont, I'm not alone. Katie, the new maid, is here. But she isn't any protection. Now, Lamont, we've had this all out before. I'm perfectly safe out here. Now, stop worrying about me and come on out. I'll wait dinner for you. Very well. But do be careful, please. Bye. Goodbye. Oh, Billy. I heard of such a thing. What could happen to me out here? Katie! Yes, ma'am? If you'll come over here, I'll show you where the garden is. Yes, Miss Margot. See, this is it here, Katie. Yes, I see. Of course, it's still dead for early in the year, but soon you'll be able to get enough vegetables from us to feed us all summer long. Yes, ma'am. And look, over there is the flower garden. And right behind the house, there's a conservatory that you can... Katie, you're not listening to a word I'm saying. What's the matter? Well, I... Not the thing, ma'am. Oh, what is it? Tell me, Katie. Well, it's the loneliness of this place. I... I wished I'd never come to work here, ma'am. Loneliness? Oh, now, Katie, you're just... I mean it, ma'am. You know, being a maid in a summer place sounded real nice when I was taking the job in the city. But now that I'm here, well, I I wish I'd never come. Oh, Katie, you'll get over that feeling. Oh, no, I won't, ma'am. Why, last night, before you come here, Miss Lane, I heard so many noises and creakings and groanings that I... Well, I, I thought I'd be jumping out of my skin. Oh, you're not afraid, are you, Katie? Frankly, ma'am? Well, yes, of course. I am. Oh, and for good reason. Only last night, I come in the kitchen, and I seen a ghost. A ghost? Was... Yes, ma'am, a ghost. It just stood there, a-staring at me. Of course, when I come nearer, it turned out to be a mop standing in the corner, all covered with cobwebs. Oh, you can laugh, ma'am. 
that if I hadn't already got me full growth, believe me, it would have scared me out of the rest of <laughs> Well, there are no ghosts around here, Katie, I can assure you. Come on now, we'd better be getting inside. I think it's going to rain. Yes, ma'am. Now, uh, now, it's none of my business, I know, ma'am. But why were you after picking out a place so far from civilization like this? Why, we've been coming here for years, Katie. It's an ideal summer place. Five miles from the railroad and no neighbors nearby. And you call that ideal, ma'am? <laughs> well, Mother and Dad and all of us love it here. And you'll feel the same way by the time the summer's over. You wait and see. Well, I'm not so sure. Oh, now, we'd better get the rest of our unpacking job done, Katie. If it's we're Margo. Out. What? I... I didn't leave the front door open. Did you? Why, no. No, I didn't. I... Oh, wait, of course I did. I remember now. But I remember your closeness, ma'am. That I do. You pulled it shut. Oh, Katie, stop acting like a child. I think I left the door open. But if I didn't, what difference does it make? Why, there, there might be somebody in there. Oh, Miss Margot, it ain't right for two women to be all alone out here. And it's for sick. Katie, stop that talk. Come inside and get to work. <laughs> Believe me, there's nothing to be afraid of. Mr. Cranston will be here tonight. I'm expecting many minutes. So stop worrying. Yes, ma'am. Now, the first thing to do is to get those books on the shelves. Uh, here. Will you take some of these, please? Yes, yeah, ma'am. I, uh, oh, heaven save me. Nothing but mystery stories. Oh, reading about spooks in a place like this. That's certainly carrying coals to Newcastle. Oh, Katie, stop your mumbling. Oh, no, I... You don't have to read them. Just put them on the shelf. Yes, ma'am. You know, I read a mystery story once. It was about a house just like this one. The family that lived in it was just like yours. They... They went to sleep one night, and nobody heard from them for weeks. Finally, some folks broke the doors down and found them all butchered in their beds. Butchered? Yes, ma'am, butchered. And the worst of it was that... Katie, what's wrong? I saw it. Now, don't tell me I didn't. I saw it. What? Somebody's face looking down at me over the banister. Oh, now, Katie, if you don't stop this business... But I saw a face, I tell you. Oh, Miss Margot, I, I got to get out of here. I got to. Listen to me, Katie. You didn't see anyone. Oh, there I... isn't a living soul within miles of this place. Now, stop your nonsense. There's nothing to be afraid of. Well, maybe you're right. And maybe you're not. Well, what's that? Obviously, someone is at the door. Well, I'm not going to open it. Katie. I know that there's somebody out there that I'm not going to want to see. It's going to be the same thing that's been showing itself around this house. Oh, be I... quiet, Katie. I'll open it. Oh, don't door. you do it, Miss Lane. Don't you do Katie, it. please. One moment. Good evening. Good evening. What do you want? I hope you'll pardon this intrusion, but the storm is just about to break and I find myself without shelter. May I come in? Well, I... I'm a neighbor of yours. Portless is my name. I've just taken the house up the road. Oh, really? Which way up the road? Uh, to the right. The big white place with the stone gateway. Oh. Yes, I'm taking possession tomorrow. Thought I'd stroll about the countryside and get acquainted. How interesting. It's a beautiful house. Yes, yes, yes. Lovely solarium on the first floor. I like it. And that's a delightful swimming pool behind the garden. Yes, yes, delightful. Mr. Portland, that house happens to belong to my father's business partner. And he wouldn't part with it for anything. It has neither a solarium nor a swimming pool. Uh-oh. And besides, isn't your custom to take a valise along with you for a little stroll through the countryside? I knew it. I knew it was something dreadful when I heard the knock. <laughs> well, I guess my little story didn't work. No, I guess it didn't. Now, Mr. Portman, Wait, you don't uh, mind. Don't close the door, please. I only told you that because I wanted to avoid alarming you. Thought it would make things a good deal more simple if I appeared to be a neighbor. 
since I am forced to ask you to put me up for the night. To, to ask me to what? Let me explain. You see, there's been some trouble on the 745 train for New York. Engine coupling went wrong, and since I'm not a well man, I couldn't risk my health waiting around the drafty station at Bedroom Junction. Now, 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 don't let him in, Miss Lane. Please, close the door. Please. So I inquired after the nearest habitation and was told there were no hotels, but that you were here opening your place for the season. So I just walked over. I see. Didn't you find it rather a long walk for a sick man? Listen, young lady, I'm not going to stand here explaining myself any longer. No, I should say you're not. Oh, no, you don't. I'm not going to that long until I'm inside. Let go of that. Don't get out of here. You have to impose on your hospitality. Nevertheless, my muscle. Merciful, Sam, she's in. No, you needn't be alarmed. I'm not going to harm. I'm going to call for the police. I wouldn't advise that, young lady. Oh, no. No, don't call the police. She'd butcher us before we ever got to the phone. No, I'd hardly do that. But I would suggest that you do not reveal my presence here to anyone. Why have you come here? What do you want? A night's lodging. I told you that, all. Your bedchambers are upstairs, I believe. Yes, sir. Will you show me to one of them, please? Yes, sir. Hey, we've got to, ma'am. We've got to. Yes. Butcher us, he would. <laughs> this way, sir. Thank you. Good night, young lady. I will be gone in the morning. Yes, I wouldn't be surprised if we all are. <laughs> Not very funny, that last remark. <laughs> Hello? Is Lamont Cranston there? Why, no, but, but I expect him soon. Tell him, please, when he comes to be very careful. What? Why? What do you mean? There are some desperate people in the neighborhood of your household. Stop at nothing. Who are they? I can't say any more just now, but please warn Mr. Cranston. Who is this? Hello? Hello, who is this? Oh, I hung up. Margo, what are we going to do? Now, please, Katie, this is no time for a step. Oh, but I... Now, listen to me. I Down there by the foot of the stairs and yes, keep an ma'am. eye out for Mr. Portman. Yes. I'm going to put a call in and Mr. Cranston in New York. Oh, but what if he hears you do it? He'll butcher us, just like was in the story. Oh, Katie, please. <laughs> operator. Hello, operator. This is Tegum 316. Yes? I want to put a call in to New York City. The number is... Operator. Operator, you still there? Operator! Operator! Phone's gone dead. Hello? Hello? The door. The door's opening. Look, someone's coming in. What do you want? Who are you? Where is he? Who? Who are you looking for? You know who I'm looking for. He's here all right. I saw him come in, so there's no point in trying to lie to me. He's got a knife. She's carrying a knife in her hand. Shut up, you. Uh, yes, ma'am. Now, where is he gone? Where is he hiding? It's Mr. Portless. She's looking for that there Mr. Portless. That's who I want. Tell me where he is. You have no right to come into my house. Tell me where he is, I said. Upstairs. He, he went upstairs. Oh, trying to hide from me. Well, I'll show him. You show me what, Eloise? There you are. I've found you. He's got the gun. Please, please, both of you. You didn't expect this sort of a reception, did you, Eloise? You're not frightening me, Portland. I'm not afraid of that gun. Katie, go quickly for help. Yes. Stay where you are, all of you. <laughs> Still the big, brave man when you're confronted by women, aren't you, Portland? Put down that knife, Eloise. Oh, no. You will never learn discipline, will you? Give me that knife. I'll give it to you. In your heart. Oh, thanks, above us. In his heart, she said. Please, please, I can't oh, stand anymore. Knife, Eloise. I'm going to give you the count of three to drop it. If you still insist on crossing me, I'll kill you on the spot. All right, now. One. Oh, give it to him, miss. You wouldn't dare to kill me. Believe you know me better than that. Two. Give it to him, please. Stop it. Will you Stop give it. me that knife? No. 
I've sent to your will for the last time. That warns you. Yes, he's warned you. He'll do it. He'll kill you. Give him the knife. No. Lamont, 
Someone called for you a little while ago. Oh, who was it? Oh, he didn't say, but he left a message that there were some desperate people in the neighborhood, and he warned you to be careful. Oh, I see. Lamont, we can't just walk into the house with Portland waiting there for us with a gun. What do we do? Call out to him. Tell him we're coming in. It's the only way. Call out to him? Oh, but that only gives him a chance. Quiet, please. Open the door, Margot. Come on, do you think we should? Open the door. All right. I'll go ahead in. Oh, we're just putting our head in the lion's mouth. It's all right, Margot. There's no one here. Come ahead. All right, come on, Katie. As I said before, we're putting our head in the lion's mouth. Oh, Katie, will you stop? Uh, get some uh, water, please, Margot. Some hot water and uh, get some cloth for bandages. Right. Oh! Katie, what's wrong? It's gone. It's gone. What? What are you talking about? The body that woman. She was lying right here by the stairs. That stole Lamont. Margot, are you positive that she was shot? Oh, Lamont, we heard the gun and we saw a phone. Yeah, we're dealing with spooks now, too. Nonsense. She's evidently been taken away by the man who shot her. Well, then where are they? Still in this house? Perhaps I'd better find out. Wait a minute, Lamont. Where are you going? Upstairs to have a look around. We won't be safe here until that man is found. Oh, meanwhile, Margot, it might not be a bad idea if you call the police. Well, the phone is dead, Lamont. The wires were evidently cut. Oh, I see. Well, if, if anything goes wrong down here, call out to me. All right. But do be careful, Lamont. Don't worry. I will. <sighs> now look at the pickle we're in. All alone in a house with one dead, one dying, and one waiting to kill some more. Oh, Katie, I can't stand anymore if you're complaining. You can leave here right now if you wish. Leave? Leave? For where? Out into that storm with spooks chasing me all the way? Oh, no, not at all. If I must die, I'm going to die in comfort in a warm house. Oh, sure. What was that? Man, seems to be regaining consciousness. Get me some water, Katie, please. Uh, well, all right. Sorry. But I'm telling you, there's nothing but a pack of butchers, right? Well, where am I? You're in safe hands. Just relax, please. Oh, yes, you found me. You're the one. Yes. Brought me into the house. Yes, that's right. Wait. You said Portless was in this house. Yes, he was. Where is he? Where is he now? I don't know. Uh, find him. Find him. Wait. He left the train. What? What are you saying? Porter sent his gang. Dynamited the train off the track. People killed. Many people. Good heavens. When did this happen? 7.45 train. Tonight. Why did they do it? Money. Half the train was money in the mail car. How do you know all this? I was planted with a gang. Supposed to report them. Then you're with the police. Yes, but they found out. Took me for a ride. Left me for dead. Then you're looking for Portland to turn him over to your side. Yes, that's right. Oh, I... Lamont, did you see any sign of him? No, but I found his black police. That's the bag he was carrying. I thought so. Lamont, this man has regained consciousness, and he's just told me all about Portland. He and his gang have wrecked and robbed a train. What? That bag. That bag contains the money they stole. Are you sure? Yes, yes, give it to me. I'll take oh. that bag. Oh. Oh. Then I hope this gun is sufficiently impressive to stop any of you from attempting to interfere with me. I wish to be alone with this gentleman who brought into the house. Huh? Both of you go into that room. No. No, Doc, leave me alone with him. Uh, locking the door of that room. Please. If either of you attempt to get out, I'm warning you, I'll shoot and shoot to kill. Come on. What are we going to do? He'll kill that poor man. I know he will. But we're locked in this room, Margot. The locked doors have never bothered you before, Lamont. I know, but... But you must do something, Lamont. What's the matter with you? What do you mean? 
You let him lock us in this room without even putting up any sort of a fight. Well, he had a gun, Margot. A gun has never made any difference to the shadow. Well, this may not be a case for the shadow, Margot. This may not be a... With a man's life at stake? Mom, what's come over you? If you hadn't come to this place alone, none of this would have happened. Oh, I know. I realize now that you were right about that. But I'll never do it again, but... Please, the shadow can save that man. You must do it, Lamont. But how can I get out of this room? The window. Oh. Through that window, then in the kitchen no, door. please. Please, don't put Listen, he's torturing him. Go on, Lamont. Go at once. I've spent enough time with you, no doubt. Oh. Now you're going to pay for double crime. Oh, no. Leave me alone. Why hasn't the shadow gotten in there? Keep away from me. Give away! <laughs> oh, the shadow is there. What was that? Where did that voice come from? It appears that I arrived here just in time, eh, Mr. Portland? Well, I... Who are you? I believe that you might know me as the shadow. What the shadow? I see that the name is a familiar one to you. Then you must know why I'm here. I'm not going to interfere with my plans, Shadow. Put down that gun, Portless. Oh, good heavens. You don't frighten me. Put down that gun, I say. Shadowboy Lamont. Let me warn you, Shadow. You may be invisible, but I have a very keen sense of hearing. Very keen indeed. I know exactly where you are right now by the sound of your voice. That'll be of no help to you, Portless. Why, the contrary. You're made of flesh and blood, aren't you? A well-directed bullet will find its mark in your body, whether you remain invisible or not. Others have tried your little scheme, Cortez, but they've failed. Just as you will fail. Well, I'm superior to others. Listen to him. I can disprove that. How? By taking away your gun. Oh, no, you don't. Oh, oh Lamont. How do you like Lamont. that, Mr. Shadow? I told you you'd let your mask. Oh, no. What's happened? Lamont. Let's see this. No. That's all that remains of the shadow. No. Yes, Margaret, they're, they're perfectly all right. Well, I'm afraid you had too much of a shock, Miss Lane. Oh, this is fine. Now enters a mystery woman who was shocked. That's all I needed. Not really shocked. Wait a minute. I, I don't understand. Well, uh, all this was a little hoax of mine, Margot. I, I intended it to be a lesson to you for remaining here alone, but it, <laughs> I guess my little game backfired. Uh, that's putting it mildly. And incidentally, what happened to the shadow? I heard his voice in the other room, and then the shop had killed him. <laughs> I guess Mr. Clancy's pretending to be the shadow was a little too much for him, Miss Lane. Yes, I guess it was. I'm afraid I'm still in the dark. Well, you see, we were hired as actors, but he certainly out-trooped us with that performance of the shadow. Indeed, he did. If he'd been able to make himself invisible, he'd have been better than the original. Oh, Mr. Clancy, your voice was better than his. <laughs> really not that good. Oh, oh you yes, were. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait a minute now. As I see it, Lamont, you impersonated the shadow as the final act in your little comedy. Guilty, Margot. Uh-huh. And the only thing you couldn't do was make yourself invisible? Well, I, I couldn't very well do that. You can understand, Margot. Oh, yes. Yes, I can understand, Lamont. And as for your three jovial chums, they're just hired actors. Good ones, too. 
Local managers, please note. <laughs> <laughs> I see. Well, from now on, Mr. Cranston, if you don't mind, I'll take all my performances behind the footlights. <laughs> Brought to you by RadioClassics.com. Programs are copyright their respective owners. All rights reserved. That concludes today's episode. We'd like to thank you and remind you to donate at choiceclassicradio.com. Remember, your donations make episodes like this possible.